0: welcome to the fish house nation podcast presented by catch cover your home for ice fishing news tips stories and strategies and now your host chris larson hello and thanks for downloading the fish house nation podcast joining us today is outfitter and former fish house nation guest Mike Howe. mike welcome to the fish house nation
1: thanks chris good to be back
0: Mike, we talked to you last year at the St. Paul Ice Show. This year has been very different when it comes to shows. It's been practically no shows. As an outfitter, how has that affected your business?
1: Well, the show season for us typically revolves around the St. Paul show. Obviously, um when it comes to our ice fishing operation, that's the granddaddy. And and we will attend others if scheduling allows. But you know, for somebody coming from Montana to come out too many times to the Midwest to do those shows, if they're not back to back to back, it's, it's tough. So um, first time, in I think nine years that we haven't gone to St. Paul. So I know, you know, that's the situation for all of us, but.
0: Yeah, it kind of been a weird deal. And and really, this season has been strange, you know, throughout. And I know you guys do open water stuff as well. with with COVID casting a cloud over so much this year, how has that kind of affected your business as far as getting bookings and being able to, to get people out on the water? How have you guys kind of worked through that over, over the past season?
1: Well, I'll tell you, um, Chris, 2020 was our busiest season by far um, in, in any expectation whatsoever, you know, middle of April, First part of May, we I had no idea what was going to happen. I was telling my guides to be prepared for the worst. You know, Montana did open up. Uh, you know, mid June and the floodgates opened. I literally spent June, July, August, and September on the phone, on the email. We booked over a thousand charters with seven guides from the first of July through the middle of November. Fort Peck was busy as well um, and coming into the ice fishing season December and January has been the busiest uh for us as well now that's Montana um a whole new group of people have uh discovered Montana decided uh you know it was a place they could go this summer um they drove there they got to experience uh a lot of what you know normal but A lot of restrictions. We we in the outfitting business, thankfully, um, outdoor activity. um, We had a good solid waiver system. People knew what to expect. Uh, You know, over 4,000 people on the boats. We did not uh, get a single case of a guide getting sick or anyone tracing a transmission back to us. So very blessed in that aspect. But I'm also planning on 2021 being as busy as these folks that discovered Montana last year Uh, are going to come back. They've already told us they're coming back with family, with friends. And like I said, our ice fishing bookings are already proof that uh, they want to come back and see Montana in the winter. Uh, Real estate sales, uh, accordingly, have gone through the roof. Median home prices have jumped like crazy. That's kind of how I find myself in North Dakota as we talked a little bit. Yeah, let's
0: talk a little bit about that this (laughs) year we were talking about ice fishing Fort Peck and it sounded to me like Fort Peck was like the holy land of ice fishing. It was the place to go. I was fired up after our interview. I wanted to go there but uh, things have been tough out there this year as far as ice. What's going on with the ice conditions out there?
1: Yeah um, you know the the mildest weather all across eastern Montana Uh, Western North Dakota, South Dakota, it just seems that there's a belt there that is just not getting any cold. Um, Crooked Creek, which is on the far west end of Fort Peck Reservoir, uh, is the only place on Fort Peck that has any ice, and that's marginal at best. Um, So unfortunately, uh, with hundreds of people not getting to go do their normal Canadian ice fishing adventures, uh, our requests for bookings to Fort Peck have been more than we've ever seen. Unfortunately, um, there's not any ice in sight for Fort Peck right now, which is unfortunate because a lot of people were going to get to experience this year and, and, and they still may, but, you know, here we are the third week in January and, and the main lake hasn't even seen a skim of ice yet. So I know you guys were planning on coming out and, uh, and, and, Probably not the year for it.
0: Yeah, kind of a tough deal. It's the ice has been really strange here too. I actually just went out and checked uh, kind of my home lake that I fish quite a bit. And usually around January first, trucks are going out there. And uh, I was sure. out yesterday with the truck, um, but I would say that uh, I'm kind of one of the early adopters out there. There were there were maybe uh, 20 other trucks out there, and that was about it. But uh, I think things are finally starting to set up. We're finally starting to get some weather here. Uh, the lows the last two days have been in the single digits, so things are sure. just happen. Um, you guys, with all the things going on at Fort Peck, you have pivoted. What are you up to in North Dakota? You alluded to it a little bit earlier, so tell us about what you got going on in North Dakota.
1: Yeah, so obviously our business is still thriving in, in, in Montana, Western Montana, Eastern Montana. Um, I've had a soft spot in my heart for um, Northern North Dakota. Devil's Lake region up to the border for six or eight years now, traveling through here on the way to St. Paul, uh, fishing, making friends. Um, and, and we've seen over the last couple of years that as you move north of Devil's Lake, there's a, a huge void in any opportunity to, for folks to come up here um, and be guided for some of the trophy panfish around here. Uh, there are some lakes up here that are really good um, rainbow trout fishing. North Dakota has a great rainbow stocking program in a couple of the lakes up here. And it's just a beautiful place. And and Chris, I'm gonna be 60 here in, in a couple of months and I can't pound the mountains chasing elk anymore like I used to. Um, I'm getting into the bird hunting, I'm getting into the more uh, you know, low land elevation, big game hunting um so we were looking around for a place around here for a couple of years and of course with covid um you know it just seemed like this area was a a good place to be so we sold our home in kalispell this summer and uh we bought a fifth wheel and started traveling and we got here and and you know everything all the pieces just fell into place and you know when that happens something's something's going on so uh we bought a, a small home here that we're fixing up, put ourselves right in the middle of some great hunting and fishing. Um, and the work is finding me, you know, we're we're getting calls. The funny thing is, is the folks that want to go to Fort Peck, I'm letting them know that I got some stuff going on here in North Dakota. And they're like, well, we'll come fish with you in North Dakota. So, um, and we do have good ice around here. Uh, you know, we've met has got 20 to 22 inches of ice on it almost all the lakes around here are showing good ice. So, um, you know, the business is still solid in Montana. We're going to be probably seasonally here in North Dakota. Um, you know, North Dakota in the winter and Western Montana in the summer. Um, uh, I've always done things a little backwards, but it tends to work out for me.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a good time. Tell us a little bit about some of the waters that, that you are fishing that you're outfitting in North Dakota. Now, uh, you mentioned Madagoshi, uh, for people who are unfamiliar with that, uh, tell me about that. What's interesting, I think, is our discussion, I think, off the air last year, I was talking to you about what, what your favorite fish was. And you good yep. fish, you're like, yeah, I got 4 peck. we got, you know, we've got trout, we've got northern, we got walleye, we got all these fish. I'm like, well, what do you like? I like to catch bluegills
1: That's a little bit about <laughs> Metagoshi. Said, yeah sometimes uh, sometimes it's I'm hard to figure out but I seem to like it like that yeah metagoshi right on the Canadian border uh an amazing bluegill fishery and you know right up front as most fisheries go you have peaks and valleys um Six, eight years ago, you probably didn't catch too many seven and eight inch bluegills on Metagoshi. They were all big. Um, But those older mature fish, they don't live forever and they either get caught um, or they die of old age. So um, it's still an incredible bluegill fishery when you catch these eight and a half to nine inch uh, and larger bluegills, they're the chunkiest fish you'll find anywhere. But a really good crappie population is coming on. They did a big stocking program in 2017. Um, so, black crappies in Metagoshi now are probably, uh, this, you know, people go there for the bluegills, but they leave very ha- happy with the crappie, uh, as well as walleye and a great northern fishery. So, solid four species fishery. With a lot of other lakes around the the area as well, mentioned some rainbow fishing, uh, solid, a lot of lakes with solid northern populations, and that's one thing I haven't done a lot of, is fish uh, tip ups or I fish pros or uh, Arctic warriors for northerns, and that's something that I'm finding myself chasing uh, quite a bit this year. Uh, North Dakota has an incredible northern pike stocking program in a lot of these lakes. Very popular. So, um, so that's, that's something that we got going on as well. But, you know, we just like chasing hot bites no matter what's on the end of the line.
0: Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what it would be like if somebody wanted to book a trip with you, kind of how the process goes and what that trip would be like.
1: Sure. So I'm working with a young man up here. His name is Clay Hool. and we have together started his guide service. Uh, it's called C and Z Guide Service, and and Clay specializes in bluegill, and he's an enrolled member in the Turtle Mountain Tribe. Um, so he has access to some lakes uh, that I say can't get on or guide on. Um, so depending on what you want to come chase, uh, we have sleeper fish houses for rent. We can do multi days. We can do multi lakes. Um, you know I'm a teacher uh, and sometimes as you well know getting on these trophy panfish uh, is, is difficult. These fish can be as hard to catch as a 30 inch walleye. Um, so there are tactics and techniques that obviously I'm still learning um, every day but uh, we do have multi lakes. We'll go after panfish. Uh, we have the variety is what really helps. Folks can come up, spend a couple days on the same lake, chase four different species, much like Fort Peck. When we tout Fort Peck for the, the trophy predator fish, um, we have a mix of predator fish and panfish as well. So a little bit of everything. And we'll be doing some open water stuff as well in the springtime. But, you know, I'll be heading back to Montana probably by Memorial Day.
0: You got yourself a hardhouse this year.
1: Got a wheelhouse. And how that's yep. going. Yeah, I love it. Um, You know, I bought a smaller one. It's a toy hauler. So now I'm fully self-contained. I can take my four-wheeler or my snowmobile, get on a good bite. I can stay there for a few days. It's a great, um, you know, base camp, as it were, because it's something I can crank up and move almost as easy as a big portable. I'm so excited about that. And we also have a really nice sleeper house available out on Metagoshi for rent, uh, whether you're, just looking for a place to spend the night and fish on your own, or if you're part of a guided package. Uh, But yeah, wheelhouse life is pretty nice. Again, as you know, just nice to know you got a nice place to go back to and hunker down uh, with the heat already turned on.
0: Yeah. And just being able to, to kind of live out on the water and, and never leave. I mean, the cool thing about it for me is like, you know, you're always fishing, even if sometimes you, you got your feet up and you're watching the TV, but, lines are down. So, I mean, it's always uh, hard to catch fish if you don't have lines down.
1: Well, that's right. And, you know, for me, it seems like the phone's always ringing, the emails are always coming in. So, uh, you know, I don't feel like I have such a, a, a hard time catching up with things because I can stop what I'm doing and take care of business right then and there. So still, still a running gunner at heart, but, um, Yeah, I can see the attraction and allure of of the hard house. And and we're going to probably get a couple more for rentals as well and have them on a few different lakes. I've got a couple of lakes just, you know, I'm 25 minutes from Irvin. I'm 15 minutes from Bisbee. I've got Long Lake and Island Lake in Rollette County. Um, So it's pretty easy for me to just pack up and go to another lake and know that, when I get back to shore, I can make some coffee, cook a meal, catch up on emails. So yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I'm not neglecting business as much that way as well. So.
0: Yeah. Mike, is there something that, uh, if people want to get in touch with you, how, how do they look you up? How do they find you? They want to book a trip with you.
1: Sure. You know, our website is easy. It's housefishing.com. The way you spell my last name, H-O-W-E-S. Um, on Facebook, it's housefishing um, but yeah, I can be emailed. I can be found. Uh, I'm not a big social me. I'm not all over Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. It's kind of Facebook and the website. Um, the, the thing I want to really impress the most Chris, is conditions this year, as you mentioned early are goofy and you just can't fish by the calendar this year. Do not just drive a truck out because you see another truck out there. We've, we've, as everybody has said, we've seen 15 inches of ice, and we've seen 10 inches of ice within a couple of trucks from, so um, yeah, love for people to reach out, any questions about fish in North Dakota, uh, Montana, happy to answer, pretty easy to find, and uh, we are going to get together and get out on Fort Peck, but I just don't think it's going to be this year, if it is, it'll probably be in April, uh, when you know, we still have ice until June, It may be that kind of winter, I hope not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's just just been a strange year, and and uh, everything is behind here as well, but hopefully in the next uh, week or two, things stiffen up with the weather that we've got coming in here.
1: Yeah, we got a lot of lot of ice fishing season left, you know, mid January. So.
0: Yep, yeah. The, cl- the calendar's still early, even though it feels like it's the the sands are, are ticking away. In the- <laughs> yeah, so.
1: yeah we, we do. We've got a lot of season left.
0: All right, Mike Howell. Thanks very much for coming on the show. Really appreciate having you on. You bet. Thanks,
1: Chris. Thanks for listening to the
0: Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.